This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back on this beautiful, lovely morning. I hope everything is going well in your direction. And uh, I'd like to share with you, first of all, here at, at uh, how to kind of get connected up with us here at Real Presence Radio. We have a website that you can go to. It's realpresenceradio.com. It um, has some wonderful uh, connections there to get in touch with your faith or find out who we are or what we are. We also have an app that go and look up Real Presence Radio in your apps. It is um, it's a godsend. It, it, it connects you. It's got um, information there. It's got... Uh, Liturgy of the Hours to follow. And speaking of Liturgy of the Hours, uh, Father David, uh, my wonderful co-host here yes. today. Yes, We We have a special guest here with us today, Nick, Nikki Berg. Perfect. All right, Nikki. You're here as a Third Order Carmelite, a lay Carmelite, and now you're going to share your experience with us. So um, would you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, where you're from and all those good things to start us off? Yes. Well, thank you for inviting me to be here. It's nice to be here with you, Father Richter and Lori. Um, so my name is Nikki Berg. I grew up in northwestern North Dakota on the farm, and uh, I grew up Lutheran. Uh, there is no Catholics in my family, and I grew up in an area that's that's strongly Lutheran, as most of us living out in Western North Dakota know. Mm. And um, so it took somebody moving to town, the the beautiful lady that was on previously, Corey, moving to Gnor. We connected up, and and she brought her Catholic faith with her, and and there is Catholic people in Gnora, mm. and I just didn't. I just didn't know the difference. I was not there. And matter of fact, I was at the point I didn't even know if God was real. Uh. I wanted proof. And just through that um, uh, experiences of of sharing her faith with me, I I got my proof. Mm. And it would be a much longer story (laughs) another time. (laughs) But um, so eventually I converted to the Catholic faith, and that would have been in 2009 so just uh, oh, just over 10 years ago yeah, so nice. and right during that process um cory was already a third order carmel and so i couldn't go to all the meetings because i wasn't catholic but i could go twice or once a month to the meetings and that's also where i met miss Lori leffer who was also mm. part of that carmelite group so that's where i got my introduction into the Carmelite spirituality, which was prayer. And then, as I knew I wanted to become Catholic, I had this great love for priests and what you priests do and what you mm. bring to us. And so to be a part of something that where it, they are called to pray to priests, that really drew me in. Mm. And, and I wanted to be a part of that because nice. that, that gave me a, a foundation and, and a way to organize my day so that I could I could unite it with priests and, and religious around the world because living isolated out on the farm you could just let your faith go but being a part of something like this where I live my life I stay mm-hmm. in communion with them and together we all offer up our prayers to God 
but I can still unite my prayers with yours, Father mm. Richter, yeah. wherever you're at, mm. through the divine office, knowing right. that you have to pray it every day. Right. And I try to get it prayed mm. every day as much as I can. And um, it, yeah. it's just, it, it really helps to keep me connected with my faith. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's exactly what the Divine Office is supposed to do, that we're praying together. And you probably cover for my prayers that I miss more than uh, I cover for yours. Well, (laughs) probably both ways. That's that's the nice thing about being communion (laughs) with others. Don't tell the bishop that. (laughs) Uh, uh, So I would suspect that perhaps your husband was not Catholic either. No. Okay. And and what you mentioned early on, it re- reminded me something I've used in homily before, um, that if somebody examined and just watched us, uh, had a video of our day, would they find enough evidence at the end of the week to convict us in, in, uh, as uh, uh, Catholics? Hmm. Um, and, and I think uh, the good uh, Ash Wednesday reading, um, people have taken it wrongly where Jesus tells us not to let people see us pray. No, no, no. He says, don't pray to be seen for that purpose. And so our lives lived exactly. are supposed to be visible reality, not for the purpose of getting praise, but for the purpose of loving God. So how did your joining the Third Order Carmelite affect your family, your husband, and, and uh, how did you kind of, you already shared a bit about attending meetings. Would you go into a little more? Sure, um, and that's, that's right on, Father. Um, so becoming Catholic, my husband was not um, at the time, and... He has since also converted and become Catholic, praise be Jesus. Mm. And um, we, we had a discussion, and I asked the kids, I would like to join the Catholic Church. Because they were probably 13 and 11 at the time. What do you want to do? You either go to church on Sundays with your dad, or you come to church with Sundays on me, because we were going to be that split family mm. then. And they chose to go to church with me because we had an altar server one day, at church, and my older son said, I want to do that. <laughs> mm. and, and that's what brought him in. But um, being Carmelite, third order Carmelite, and having that time set aside to go do that prayer, and the family sees me do that. And the beauty, and, and they get to receive grace because they allow me to go and do that. And so, in a prime example, this weekend, last weekend, we traveled out to Montana. I just had my one son, but we left early. I'm doing morning prayer in the car. Son, Logan, can we turn down the radio so I can do this? Sure, Mom. You know, they don't necessarily, they're not right there with me on the level that I'm at, but they see me doing that. And, and so it brings God into their lives as well. And it just is a nice reminder for them, and it's exactly example of living out God in your life, in the vocation as a mother, as a as a wife, and as a farmer. I get to bring that to my farm, and I get to bring that to my parish, because they get to see that as well. Because I didn't know about it if if 
Corey Han exhibit that I live so isolated, we don't have nuns. Matter of fact, I wasn't sure if they still existed when I first became Catholic. And so it's, it's a nice example of how, yes, tradition is all still there, and we can be a part of that, and you can live that life to the level where God has planted you. Mm. And he planted me on the farm. Mm. And so I get to bring that Carmelite faith to the farm. And, and to live it out with my family. Because it starts in the family. It really does. Yeah. And so um, it allows me to keep growing in my faith and to share that with my family right. on that level. It's beautiful. Yeah, the intention is a huge thing. I, the saying goes, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, but, but intentions are important. Uh, so your prayer life, your intention of pleasing God, yes. of being who he made you to be, uh, as you have that intention, you don't go on a pray to, so my family thinks I'm really holy or good. You pray because you're pleasing God, and then they naturally receive and experience this authentic devotion and love that, as you said, they might not be doing it with you, but what you're doing is transforming them. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and, and in the beginning, I knew I needed to hold myself accountable, because on my own, I, I'm terrible about discipline, about getting up to go to prayer, and I still am working on that. But when you make a promise, like, so as lay Carmelites, we have made promises to do these prayers. So it's not sinful for us if we miss morning prayer or, you know, the day was so busy, I didn't get a single prayer in all day that to take myself away and spend that time with God. But being a part of this group, and in this group, I'm an isolate member. Actually, my group is actually out in New Jersey that mm. I'm affiliated with. But I'm still in communion with them. And I still get to hold myself accountable because I know they're praying. I know I need to get it done. So it forces me to spend that time with God. And I can see when I look back, when I joined, even like with Miss Lori Leffer and Miss Corey, when I first became a Carmelite, how I've changed doing it out of a sense of responsibility or, or just a, I know I yeah, need to get it done. Duty. Out of a duty. Now it's out of love for Jesus. I, I, I really recognize that within the last couple of years that it's more of a, I love you, Jesus. So mm -hmm. I want to spend that time with you. I yeah. want to grow more in love with you and to grow in, in that holiness. And I've recognized, especially doing that divine office and especially the meditation, whatever I'm meditating on, that allows me, that's where I get to spend that time in connecting with God mm -hmm. and with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, and that just and holds me up. He's part of your family. He yeah. is. And, and like, so you can go to him through no matter what you're going through. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. And it's, it's like a distant relative that you miss a lot. And when you take that time to call, they can be right there. Yes. And so you can just, I'm standing there washing dishes, and I can just put myself with God, with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that, it's, um, that you're wrestling with God at all? Oh, or yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very much, you know, because like life, your prayer life has ups and downs. Mm -hmm. It has consolations and it has dry times. And you, you just, just stick through it. And okay. We'll be right back to discuss more about that wrestling with God. Please join us. <laughs> <laughs> 